I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Oh, bonjour, everyone. Oh, oh bonjour. Bonjour. Oui, oui. Ça va? I don't know French. Oui. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, Et yeah. Toi? Oh, what are you saying to me? Ensemble. Do you know how I want to eat your pussy? I do after I listen to this podcast with uh, Guy Blaise. Did he teach us that? No, not oh. necessarily. However, he has other great amounts of information. Is eating pussy a uh, part of being a better romantic human? Oh, it depends on the situation and the collaboration. I'm kind of really more into pussy massage than pussy eating. Uh, you demonstrated that with our Instagram post, which probably won't be out yet. No, it won't, but it will be out the week after this. Yes. Okay, so, so follow yeah. us on Instagram if you're not following us. I demo a pussy massage on a flower. Yeah, okay, do. don't get your hopes up because it's not that exciting, <laughs> but you should go check it out. Um, this episode is with Guy Blaise, author of Love Like the French, a better, oh no, a guide to better, it's a better guide, to romance and relationships. Uh, I found it quite fascinating, especially his perspectives on seeing romance in France, in Paris, and how it compares, well, the lack thereof in, here in the United States. And he was like, what's going on? Why aren't people kissing and holding hands and doing all the things? And he has a lot of wonderful perspectives on that, but also some tips on how we can bring more romance, eroticism, some loving uh, intimacy into our relationships. And he also has a blog, which is really cool. Yeah. And his name is Guy. Well, spelled Guy. I thought it was Guy, and then I was corrected. No, no, they're, they're very... It's Guy. And we also were is, we're like, is it Blaze or Blase? We weren't sure, remember, before. Yeah. And we're like, can you please let us know? Because yeah. we want to... Say it right. I hope we still did it right. (laughs) I believe we did. I think so. Um, Okay, Chip, before we dive in, I want to share some listener, a listener request that I don't think you've seen before. You ready for it? Mm -hmm. This is from a listener email we got the other day. Looking back to summer of 2019, Amy interviews Aaron Alexander in episode 119, and you talked about having a naked podcast recording with the three of you. Don't you think it's time for that recording? That's it. (laughs) <laughs> wow I Wait, like with that. the three I'm the third so no, yeah so Aaron and oh. I were, we recorded and I think it was something about we're talking about like anal and shameless flirting and we were talking about how we should do a naked podcast uh, we just got busted we got busted we got, for not got, doing it yeah we got yeah. we got fact busted yeah we need and I was like yeah we're going to do that with the three of us a naked recording I mean it could still be like I don't know people might not be able to see our nips and things or maybe I don't know maybe if they give us extra monies on the Patreon we give them the nip shot I don't know it's hard Hard to record fully naked though with good sound all together with a video. You know, you how, know how we do particular it. Particular, I squadcast, am. Squadcast, yeah, we're oh. squadcast now. It's still usually only our heads. I know, but we could gear it like right up from up from the nip line. And then, how will they know that we're fully nude? Um, they have to trust us. Do you trust us, listeners? Do you trust us? I could be wearing. Uh, Big old flare bottom pants. If we do this, I expect a lot of five star reviews on iTunes. For 
Okay, listen. Are you going we'll to pre- get... prep my nips for me? Yeah, yeah, I'll be your fluffer. Thank you. Yeah, you want me to fluff them for you? What is that uh, at Burning Man when I went the one time? That uh, thing that people wear over their bits that has... A merkin? A merkin. Oh, yeah. Was there like a merkin art exhibit there? There was something. Like a, like a DIY merkin? And it was merkin? the most fascinating thing. It's a pubic hair wig. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was so... Fa- it's fascinating. And I had never heard of it before, but apparently it's a thing. So we could wear merkins over our titties. Is this like Wolverine? Maybe. Wolverine. I'm going to be a merkin this year for Halloween. I'll be Wolverine. That would be a great duo. Is that a couple's costume? I think so. Well, we're making it one. Okay, you and I are going to Find be- it on Pinterest, okay? Yeah, you'll be- Make your own Wolverine <laughs> costume. We'll be walking around looking like- Don't worry, legend, you go. will not be the Merkin, okay? All right, people <laughs> are like, I want to come to Santa Cruz for <laughs> Halloween. All right, anyways, so we're- Anyway, listener that wrote this, we are going to talk about this. We will try to make this happen. We might not actually be showing our nips and our vag, also known as our vulvas, um, but- I think that we could still record. So this is the thing. I think recording naked would change the vibe a little bit where the ener- you could, people could feel the energy of the naked it without having to, to see it. It to be warm because we both get cold really fast. I know. Me too. So it's in the freezing. dead of summer when it, uh, it's it been so last hot, week, it, was a heat wave. it was so hot, that yeah. would be a good idea. Shit. I wouldn't be comfortable recording freezing. I feel... Sitting on sand. Yeah, I feel... My, I, I would lose a circulation in my fingers as I always we'll do. Put, she, okay, April will be naked with just gloves on because yes. she's got a condition that I makes do. it so. It's called Renault's disease. It's a thing. And I lose circulation in my fingers often and I wear gloves all the time and people think I. That's still naked. I'm very strange. And I would. I That's would, like being se- being naked and having sex but with socks on. You're still naked. Or like the beanie. Yeah. Remember the beanie guy? That yeah. <laughs> didn't you have sex with someone who just wears socks and a beanie? I did. <laughs> well, it was one of those kind of. Um, Skull cap? I. I I don't know how else to describe it. It's it's sort of a biker kind of cap where it has a smaller was belt. Was it or was it just part of the look? I'm not sure. I never checked in about that. Are you listening, human? We want to know. If you are listening. Is your head cold? <laughs> or is this part of the look? Or maybe you were afraid to be naked, but this helped you feel safer, more comfortable? Yeah. I never questioned it. Mm. I was just like, that's your thing. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's I hot. sometimes have... Uh, sex with my I don't like having sex with socks on what about sexy knee high socks though or like over the knee socks high heels yeah I'll do the high heel sex for whatever reason it really does just help me feel like I'm dropping into the situation have you ever poked an eye out on accident with a stiletto typically I I do not partake in any 69 situation and my feet are angled towards the other person's So no feet. accidental stiletto up the bunghole. I would not want to participate in that. <laughs> that sounds medieval. All right, everyone. Anyways, we're going to do a <laughs> sex question in a minute, and then we will get to uh, Guy Blaze's episode here. But first, speaking of bungholes, let's talk about Uber Lube. <laughs> not just for the bum, also for all kinds of sex. So Uber Lube, you've heard us talk about this in the podcast five million times. We are obsessed with Uber Lube. It is an hour expert opinion, the best lube on the market. You know what I realized I loved about it so much? Some lubes, you have to flip open the cap oh, yeah. to get it out. This one... The pump top. I'm sorry to use this reference, but the Wizard of Oz and Tin Man, when he has to get oiled and you oh, just yeah. kind of easily... Doot, that's what it reminds me of. It's like... Doot, doot, doot. Super easy. It's easy to get You don't get need two hands body. for it. You know, fun fact about that? So those those ones on the other lubes where it's just the cap that opens, it sucks air and all the bacteria that's on oh, top of it I back into know. the bottle. And the Uber Lube pump top is biostatic, so it doesn't pull bacteria back into it. Uh, that is... Ge- I had no idea. Yeah. 
That's why I love it so much. It's amazing. And it never gets sticky. It's long lasting. It has no flavor, no scent. It's good for vaginal sex. It's less likely to change the pH. It's great for people who are really sensitive to lubes. It's great for oral sex because it doesn't hurt your body. No flavor, no scent. Um, And also great for anal sex because the ass doesn't lubricate itself. So if you want to try what we think is the best lube on the market, go to uberlube.com. Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. You get 10% off and free shipping. You most likely will not regret it. Be a part of the fan club. If you only had a heart. (laughs) Or a a pussy. Or if you only had some lube. Some uber lube. You would not go. All right. You ready for a sex question, Chip? Absolutely. I'm a cisgender heterosexual male, married and monogamous for over 20 years. My sex life is great, and my wife is super hot and somewhat open-minded. I'm obsessed with strap-on porn, and I play anally with myself, and recently my wife has been cool with me wearing a butt plug while we play. But I also have an intense fantasy of having her peg me. Anal play is fun, but I want the cock component. The thing is, my wife does not like to talk about sex. She wants things to be spontaneous and not talked about. She won't open up to me about her fantasies, and if we ever get to the point where sex talk does happen, it gets uncomfortable and shut down right away. How do I ask for what I want if she won't talk about it? And is this one of those fantasies that is great during masturbation, but might not, but might not be my jam in real life? Any advice would be awesome. So pegging everyone, if you don't know, we've done episodes on this one with Rain DeGray, I believe, uh, is when a vulva owner is wearing a strap-on harness and is topping, so they're penetrating annually, a uh, penis owner. And this is really popular. A lot of people are into it. Dan Savage coined this? Uh, no, I don't well, I don't know if he claimed to coin pegging. He has a lot of I taglines. Yes, he does. He gave us a shout out too. He said he loved shameless sex. He did, which I wasn't planning on saying. I thought that he did. I could be wrong with Peggy. I know monogamish for sure. Yeah, that's his. Uh, and pegging is it's it, because it's not a super new term, but it's also not ancient by any means. It's been occurring for a long time. It's yeah. just newer when it, it because it has an actual classification. Well, and now we have all the toys for it too. Like I think people penis owners have been into being pegged i'm doing air quotes for a long time but we didn't have maybe like dildos and harnesses the way we do on the market these days we have some really fabulous products for this by the way if you ever want any of any of really amazing dildos and strap-ons and harnesses go to purepleasureshop.com with coupon code shameless sex you get 15 percent off yep i own that store with my mommy hey mom um anyway so back to this person's question though um so you have a partner who is somewhat open-minded might actually be open to this, but doesn't want to talk about it. So how do you bring this up when it's not feeling safe to talk about things? So I'm curious, how did you actually talk about the butt plug part and how did that actually go? Because that happens. You, now you're using a butt plug. Your wife is into it. What did, how did you propose that? What was the conversation? Um, some ideas on how you might be able to bring this up without talking about it. I still recommend trying to talk about it. But what if you went on a date to a sex shop? And you went and just, let's go look at the toys and see what we might be into. And you just go to that section and you see a harness and you say, I'd be into trying that with this dildo over here, but you wearing it, are you open to it? And so maybe, I don't know, I'm curious if it's more like the intimate sit down part of the conversation that's uncomfortable for her. And if you're just in it and talking about the products and just like the nits, the, the nuts and bolts. And um, if that's easier for her, I don't know. It's, that's a, a great point. Uh, something if the uncomfortability comes within the actual conversation, perhaps you could take 
any sort of penetration, bedroom, sexy time off the table and do uh, a little R&D research separately uh, with porn or uh, different ideas, writing them down separately on your own, drop into the fantasies, and then you share those. Oh, I love that. Right? So you're like, this is the porn that I loved or that I'm into. You can write it down if you don't want to speak to it and have... It's almost like a workshop within your couples. I think that's great. Yeah. So what if you went and wrote, wrote about it? And then so the thing is, maybe she's not into writing about it because she doesn't want to share her fantasies. So you could bring it up. How about we go and write a list of yes, no's, and maybes? Or watch some porn that you like. Yeah. or right, And then share searching. it. Yeah. And then you compare notes and say, and then they can also look at your list and write, yes, I'm a yes to this thing that you're yes to. I'm a no to this maybe. Have the boxes. Yeah, a little maybe, check box. Yes, no. Or if she's a hard no. no. She, yeah, I'm a hard, hard. ass. No. no, the harder the better. <laughs> Except I do like a soft cock. Um, so, but wait, what if so she doesn't want to share her fantasies? Maybe you just do it and say, "Can you? You, know, I'm going to write this down. Can you circle the things that you're yes to?" And then we do it. Now, what if she doesn't circle pegging? Now you're like, "This is really a thing for me." Then I'd say, "Talk about it. This is something I've been watching in porn. I'm really interested in trying this. I know this is uncomfortable for you to talk about, but can you at least tell me if you're a yes to it or if you're open to trying it? It's kind of important to me." This is, again, reason number 3,425 that we need a Shameless <laughs> Sex Hallmark card series. Oh, my God. That's a great idea. will you peg me? <gasps> yes or no? I love you. And then you put it out. <laughs> and then when? What day? Yes. Yeah. What day? Answer here. I don't know. I'm, I'm just I always. I adorable. Yeah, will you peg me? Anal play is fun. Will you peg me, please? And the last thing I'll say about the question about, or is this just for fantasy during masturbation or in may, maybe I won't be into it? You never know until you get there. I have fantasies that I are just for my spank bank and I'm not really interested in doing in real life. Or maybe I have and it hasn't been my jam. But um, I don't. Some of them I'm already aware of that and, and I'm not going to try them. Some of them I tried and then I realized it wasn't my thing. So you don't know till you get there. And the other thing is pegging. You need to have some anal sex one-on-one skills too. When you're having someone wear a harness and penetrate you or have a homegrown cock and penetrate you, there is a skill to it. And that's why we have lots of anal sex podcast episodes. In August, we have more coming out. Oh, Eric Everhart's coming back. Mm, the porn star guy to I teach about that. anal sex. So it, it might be, if you think about pegging, there is... There is a sense of of dominance that does come along with pegging, and if the, if this person's partner isn't into Domin- yeah. dominating, that could be a thing. Uh, and there's other ways though that that could be incorporated. Getting a dildo that suctions to the wall, and they wa- and she watches you fucking yourself, fucking yourself. Ooh. Or if it, if it is for you, this listener that posed this question, you want her, your wife, to peg you. Perhaps you could warm her up with watching you get pegged with a suction cup dildo attached to something, typically a space that isn't very textured, a uh, bath towel, not towel, sorry, bath tile mm-hmm. uh, or something like that. That might be a helpful way to slowly ease into that world. Yeah. But pegging can be, a, it's a dominance thing. Totally. Yeah. And it can, maybe she'll be really into it too. You don't really know. And if, it, and if you find that this is something that you're, you need in your life and your partner's not willing to um, show up in this way or experience this with you, there's also, I don't know, there's sex workers and things. I mean, that's a negotiation piece in your relationship, but um, there's just other ways to, to, explore it but yeah I like a lot of these ideas and how we can explore things without having conversations and I still recommend having the conversation if you can and I just want to say if you want to know about some of the best harnesses for 
uh, strap on play. We love spare parts mm-hmm. harnesses. They're incredible. They're made of a bathing suit material. Again, we have them at purepleasureshop.com. Um, they're some of the best harnesses. And there's harness for penis owners on there too for harness play as well. They are really incredible harnesses. I've watched you put that on during so training during trainings for I don't know ten years now, maybe a little less, but it's always it's always entertaining, quite entertaining over her clothes. Yeah, and everyone loves so that. I've walked around trade shows with. Oh yeah, you have yeah, with a dildo. Time. I mean, I had clothes there. On there. Yeah, she had it over her pants. Okay, are you ready for Guy Blaze's bio? Yeah. Guy Blaze is an author and Frenchman currently living and working in America. He lived in eastern France and Paris, where he witnessed the dating experiences of the strong women in his family and listened closely to the advice his grandmother routinely gave them about love. After two decades of living in America and struck by the differences between two cultures, approaches to romance and sex, Guy started writing books offering his insights and started the French Perspective blog. To learn more, go to thefrenchperspective.com. But first, we know the story of boy meets girl, but what about girl meets girl? Or maybe boy meets girl and they meet another girl. With Dipsy, you get to hear what really happens behind closed doors. We are in love with Dipsy, an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on anywhere, anytime. Listen to stories about hooking up with your hot yoga teacher, or finally having that foursome you've always dreamed of, or maybe a story that puts you in bed with someone who's telling you exactly what they'd like to do to you. They release new content every week, so you'll never get bored. And if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. And for our listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash shameless. Dipsystories.com slash shameless. All right, it's interview time. All right, everyone, it is interview time, and we are here with Guy Blaze. Ooh, I love the name Guy Blaze, uh, master of romance and relationships, author of Love Like the French, A Guide to Better Romance and Relationships. Who doesn't want that? Um, I know I always want as much romance and love as possible. So without further ado, we'll dive right on in because we always start with the same question for all of our guests, Guy. Uh, How did you get to where you are today in the field of sex, relationships? relationships, romance, and especially writing this book? I was trained in France uh, as an engineer and a scientist. Um, so I got a job here in America as in a biotech. So I moved from Paris to uh, to, uh, to America uh, for work. But my first impression when you land in America is to see, wow, these people, they don't kiss each other. They, hold, they don't hold hands. What is about, you know? It's like everybody is just on check, like Jesus is watching you guys. Like, hey, you know. So I decided to interview many women um, uh, in America and in France to kind of compare what makes the women in America and uh, in France different. So I interview close to 160 American women and uh, flew to France. Uh, interview about 62 or 67 French women. And I came up with a book called uh, um, A Frenchman Perspective uh, on American Woman. So that was in 2018, I think, December. 
And then uh, the reaction came after from American woman. Uh, so the reader was writing me uh, a lot of letters. I wish you have talked more about sex in your book. And I said, okay, well, you guys, you know what? Ask me your questions. So I got uh, close to 300 questions from women all over the US. Well, I picked 60, the best one, it's because some questions were similar. So and then I decided to make it a book, Love Like the French. Mm-hmm. And no taboo, I didn't remove anything from their questions. So some of them are very uh, uh, hot uh, topics, but, you know, we are French, we can handle it. Oh, that's a beautiful story, Guy. And yeah. also necessary, I want to give a shout out to the French in general. I love, I've hooked up with some French folks before and very great lovers. And uh, yeah, so I was excited to record this with you. Yeah. I won't give you the juicy details because this is not about that. Uh, So the next question is, it's kind of interesting because um, you were taught some things while growing up from your French grandmother, which I never thought to take tips from my grandmother, but I'm excited to learn what you learned regarding romance uh, because people are always craving more romance. So what are some tips uh, from your grandmother? So, you know, I have an advantage. I'm her uh, first grandson. So um, she's 93. She lives in Bordeaux, if you know France, uh, Bordeaux in the Gironde region. Um, So I was the first grandson. So I was very close to her. And... uh, I see her becoming a wife to become a, a widow. So she lost her husband, my grandfather. And, um, and then she ended up with five daughters that she has to raise, which are my aunts. And, um, and I got all these tips. I become so passionate about that advice. I'll give you an example. She's speaking anecdotes when she wants to advise her daughter. When a woman loves her husband or a partner more than he loved her, She's in trouble. That's a good one that you can think about it. That if your man doesn't show you more love than you love her, you're in serious trouble. Mm. So you have to expect balance in a relationship dynamic. Uh, or the way to behave, uh, the way to be a feminine, uh, uh, you have to you know, take care of yourself and don't expect a a validation from a man. You have to value yourself before even people, someone outside uh, value you. Um, And uh, she's not victory, but she's still very lucid uh, in her thinking. Uh, Right now she's in Montpellier. She's probably listening to me with a translator. (laughs) It sounds like a lot of it is about almost like empowerment of uh, of women and their sexuality and relationships and not necessarily just about romance, but about uh, empowerment and, and b- taking care of yourself first and voicing your, your needs, you know, seeing if there's something that feels out of balance and speaking to that. Is that what you're saying? It felt more like she was really empowered. Yeah, they all tied. They all tied together. I think uh, what I have noticed just here in America, uh, when I see the people I have interviewed, it's the same topics, the same problem they have. No sex in a marriage, uh, no showing affection, communication problem. And they all tie together. I mean, can you imagine uh, if you don't get along, how can you expect sex to be great? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless That's, you love that revenge sex. <laughs> then, voila, voila. So it's just uh, everything is tied together, in fact, mm-hmm. the dynamic of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so when we talk about romance, I, I'm curious. So what 
is romance really all about? Like, what does it mean? What does romance mean? What does it mean to be romantic? Why are some people so shy to be romantic? Um, and then why do people crave it so much? Well, depending on where you are. Um, I think uh, romance in general, when I look at it in a French perspective, romance is art, you know? You have to learn how to love your partner. It's not about expecting in exchange something. You know, you, you have to think um, that in public, you need to hold your, your woman's or your partner's hand or a surprise gift to your partner or make plans to go. Like here in America, I see romance is tied to restaurants. It's not necessarily true that every time you take your partner to a restaurant, oh, he's so romantic. But you can go to a food bank and spend one hour with your partner helping people who need food or go to the gym or run, do exercise together or travel together to go see, explore a different area. So it's a very vast uh, romance. Uh, romance is a, it's a fascinating part. Don't give a flower only on Valentine's. Surprise your partner. Grab a flower. Don't be ashamed because if you get out from a store with a flower in your hand, people look at you, well, what's wrong with him? He's in trouble. That's not true. You have to constantly uh, please. Uh, and both ways, huh? it's not only in one way that a man have to uh, always do, uh, but that's uh, travel together, give a massage, watch a movie together. You know, yeah, voila, mm-hmm. that's a romance. It's yeah, vast. It's, it's- Sometimes the most romantic gestures too aren't really that romantic. In my in my world, if I come home and my partner had uh, cleaned the entire house and it was sparkling clean and the folded all my laundry and put it away, I'd be like, "That is so romantic!" Like that actually for me yeah. is something that is is genuinely I would appreciate. So it can be lots of different things, acts of service, what like the love languages and uh, learning about what turns your partner on. Exactly, because one of the div- cause of divorce uh, in France, it's, uh, um, it's not necessarily economic money, but it's also how you prevent frustration to your partner because the role way of thinking that, oh, kitchen is for women, laundry is for women. But smart men need to think ahead that if you put all the load on the woman, they expect great sex at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's going to be have some re- resentment. So you have to be proactive. Mm-hmm. That's why I will say that uh, I don't believe in love. Mm-hmm. I believe in active love. See uh-huh. that makes, I love that. I'm writing that Absolutely. down right now. Yeah, That's really good. Yeah. Active love. If you can say I love you every day, you don't show action. It's useless. It's mm. it's like a slogan. <laughs> I love you, but show me. And and a lot of these things you're talking about, it's almost it's important to uh, and this is more of just my observation of what you're talking about. It's almost more important to nurture the relationship from a friendship or a best friend standpoint than yeah. considering a lover, lover, romance, lover, passion all the time. Like doing these things together builds that symbiotic relationship and, and you can exchange more than just sex and passion. There's this foundation that you're building. Is that kind of right? Exactly, because I believe that, uh, you know, the number one enemy of routine is inaction. I think when you do more you kill a routine, doing different things. 
Today you can surprise your partner, let's go to the beach without thinking. But what I noticed here, the deficit of actions, especially among guys, I'm sorry to say it, but guys, just wait. When he wants to uh, take his partner to a restaurant, he will talk about it. But it's sometimes the wife who has to schedule the babysitter. Mm. But if you want to make a day for your woman, you take care of the babysitter, you make the whole plan. It's like halfway away. Mm-hmm. So that's just, just not making no sense. I, I'm to- curious why. So because I'm, what I'm hearing for you is it's also as like a skill, right? Like you're, you know, you don't just say yeah. I love you. I learn to show my love or I do, there's the actions that I have, too. And you said romance is an art. Um, so do you think for the um, the people and I won't even just generalize in this just men, because I think I know I actually know some women, too, who are, are like, I don't like romance or I don't do romance or I'm not romantic. Do you think that um, that uh, most people enjoy some form of romance? Do you think that a lot of people are just um, either out of practice with it or they've never had practice with it? Um, like, what do you think that's about? Like, I, I think I see a lot of people get in their own way, whether it's like, I'm not a romantic person, so my, my partner keeps asking for it, but I'm not going to do it. Um, or vice versa, I'm not a romantic partner, I don't need X, Y, and Z. But do you, so what do you think that's about? I think it's the way you were shaped. I mean, I, I, I always, uh, you know, I always blame the Puritans who screw up the whole nation of America because I tell you that if you don't know something, you don't have an opinion about it. I mean, I've seen it even just in my own dating experience. You are meeting a woman, you make a small gesture, she sees it, it's like big. It's based on the expectation women have in America. For us, men cry. If you want to express your feelings, you can cry. It's okay. That does not make you a weak person. But those women are basically, they have low expectations because they really don't know what a man can do. No, no woman can refuse help from a man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an egalitarian man, period. Mm-hmm. That does not make me weak. Mm-hmm. I believe that a woman should be worshipped, mm-hmm. respected, uh, no matter what. And if you want a good marriage, you have to do your part. Don't leave a woman in the kitchen take care of the children 100% and you're sitting having your beer. That's, a, that's mm-hmm. absurd. Mm-hmm. Absurd. And you expect great sex? No. <laughs> Where's the great? Why do I get the great sex? I, I know. know. <laughs> yeah. Where, I, do you think that some of it is people's idea about what romance should be? And they have this idea that it has to be this like rose petals all over the bed and candles lit and a bath drawn. Uh, because I think maybe here we can invite people to reframe their idea of romance. Exactly. And, right. As, and I think that is probably. Exactly. Because you guys have a scheme uh, in America. It's like a A, B, C, D. It's like sex. If I touch her, I penetrate her, the final is an orgasm. Mm-hmm. The goal of sex is no orgasm. And sex starts six hours before even sex. You have to build the momentum. If you know you are having sex tonight, don't be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Work your way until you get that moment. But there is also life after sex. The moment you finish having those orgasms, don't leave the bed. That's the best moment to talk. Mm-hmm. You guys call it a vulnerability or vulnerable, being vulnerable, but that's the best. No, I think uh, 
that mindset, I don't know. That's why I say it again, that maybe the Puritans are to blame for it. <laughs> you have to liberate your own uh, uh, mind yeah, to see. That's also aftercare, right? After you have sex, the aftercare that's involved, it's not just roll over and it's, it is the exchange of, of, of it's uh, exchange. I think uh, I said to you guys, American woman, that I wish I can send you all in France, even for one month, not to see the Eiffel Tower or see Versailles or Le Louvre. I guarantee you after one month of uh, sex tourism, you come back to America, you will fire all your husbands. <laughs> They're fired. <laughs> oh, yeah, fired. <laughs> yeah. Or we're like, you're temporarily laid off until you start putting in some more work at time. <laughs> I guarantee you that many husbands will be fired. No job, no more. Because yeah. you said to so Loro, you need to be more demanding in the bed, outside the bed. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Willy Willy Hot Sauce. It's barbecue season, and you know you want to be the person who shows up to the party with the most mouthgasmic goods. And hot sauce is the perfect addition to all of your summertime treats. That's why you need to become the proud owner of our friend Will's Willy Willy Hot Sauce. It's made right here in super sexy Santa Cruz. So go get your O-Face ready and go to willywillyhotsauce.com slash shameless to get two bottles for just $10. When we want it hot and spicy, we whip out that Willy Willy Hot Sauce. And when we want it sweet with a little bite, we indulge in Willy Willy's sexy sauce. If you love hot sauce like us or you're looking for that perfect gift, we Willy Willy got you covered because Shameless Sex listeners get two for one. That's one Willy Willy hot sauce and one Willy Willy sexy sauce for just $10. Just go to willywillyhotsauce.com slash shameless to get your two for one. That's W-I-L-L-Y, W-I-L-L-Y, hotsauce.com slash shameless. We really, really love this hot sauce, y'all. So go get yourself some. This podcast was also made possible by OMGS.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone, so whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O-face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore, so go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. I wow. That's so interesting that what you're speaking to. So I was recently working with someone, a, a client, and they're having some pain and discomfort during sex with a partner, and uh, they are working on how to share that and express that to them. And they were like, well, they, they hadn't seen their partner in a while. So when I see my partner, I'll give it a couple of times. If it keeps happening, then I'll speak to it. And, and I was like, what makes you think that your pussy should have even one time of it not feeling good or feeling uncomfortable? I, I guarantee he's not doing that. Exactly. And I, I met a woman of respect to me, women who are even afraid to tell their partner that. And I asked her why? 
the moment the penis enters the vagina, the what I call the vagina, the cookie, yeah? so <laughs> my own vocabulary. So when the penis enters the cookie, you are equal. Well, why you cannot speak? If you in pain, say stop. But they're terrified. Oh, if I say something, he's going to think he's a bad lover. But if he's bad, he's bad. You need to train. I mean, it's not your woman's job to train a man how to make love to a woman. They need to educate themselves. And there are so many women show up there that teach you, give you tips. I watch a lot of French women show. They teach you uh, uh, how to take care of a woman in bed mm-hmm. and after sex. Yeah, I, People need to speak up. What I'm hearing, and I, and I know the book has all the, the questions, which uh, we are alluding to a lot of it, is about romance and sex and um a lot of folks are feeling unfulfilled in their romantic partnerships, especially yeah. when they're long-term. So I'm assuming this, is a, this book is for all genders uh, and partnered or unpartnered people. So can you, you've given some tips on how people can learn to be romantic. And, uh, it, and I think there are a lot of, of uh, ways to expand on those in different ways, depending on the partnership. Yeah. What are there little changes in the day to day as well that can make, a difference in uh, having a more healthy, fulfilling relationship? Are there small exactly. changes? Yes. Oh, I'll give you an example. If you live in a, people who have been married long time, if you live in a five bedroom or four bedroom house, but time to time, each of you need to split. Take a one room and, and one person host the, the partner. Uh, if you live in one, sharing the bed, you know, I say, listen, sharing a the same bed does not mean sharing the same dream. So sometimes you need some time alone. And the moment you come back together, it's like a refreshing. Uh, that's one of the tips I can give you that uh, you can live in the same house in a separate room. That does not mean necessary. It's a bad thing. I think that the little things in life are, um, I, I've heard that people describe this for orgasm too, like the little pieces in life are the stepping stones to the bigger ones. And I think a lot of people yeah. undervalue them that just by yeah. doing little things, like like I, I, April's talking about acts of service to is like sending just a sweet text message, just, just like thinking yeah. about you. It's a small little thing. Yes. Um, but they all add up to a bigger picture. And I like what you exactly. know, April was kind of alluding at before too, that a lot of people think romance is a huge thing that has to happen, no. which can be exhausting and a lot of pressure. So what you're saying is the little things all matter. The add up. I mean, in math, you say one plus one plus one plus one plus one gets N. So little things, love, a little card, mm-hmm. unexpected. I love you. Thank you for what you did for me yesterday. You know, that adds up that she recognizes that, okay, you are seeing what the effort I'm making, or he recognizes that, you know, it's vice versa. It's that matter. At the end of the day, it's what's rewarding is the sex that you want to have. But if there is a resentment, I mean, it's a blockage. I mean, I just noticed that uh, when men don't make an effort, for example, to recognize that, okay, my wife was very kind and doing everything for me, but you're just shooting yourself on your shoe, on your foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like complacency, in, especially in speaking on law, in, in terms of long-term relationships, I think that's a lot of times when it's really difficult because, and, and, and I won't speak for everyone, but it is common to get uh, complacent and then also under 
appreciate your partner because, oh, they're always there. They're just there. And you, you just stop valuing them. And, and so you stop wanting to even help them feel special or you don't even realize that you stopped uh, helping them feel special. So uh, it's it's like the courting period, uh, maybe it could you could try to tap into that more regularly, exactly. right? Pretend it's the first yeah. date. Pretend it's, right? Exactly. Because what, what as a French, I live here watching, what a man do is, uh, what a man does is, I get you a big house, you got a big car, you got a boat, I put a ring on your finger, voila, that's it. No effort after. Loving is, it's, there is no holiday for love. You have to love, don't wait for Valentine to show it. You have to go. Every day you have to remember. What if everybody can put on their dashboard, what can I do nice for my partner today? I will carry you 365 days. Uh, but I see that complacency is like, okay, I got you. Well, that's it. You got a ring, you got a house, you got a beautiful kids. Well, that's it. I don't have to work hard anymore. But that would kill mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. And in turn, sex. Then, you know, in sex, it can follow suit with that, right? Because people feel disconnected or they're not feeling worshipped or adored. And, you know, some people might actually, I was working with another client the other day who was saying, starting to say that they want to feel worshipped by their partner. But then they're like, but actually, maybe that's not the right word. And I was like, well, why not? You know, what's wrong with that word? And she's like, well, when I think of worship, I think of them like bowing down, kissing my feet. And I was like, well, if that's what you want, that's awesome. But worship can also just be like adored. Of fanatism. That's not worshiping. Yeah. <laughs> it's a respect uh, of uh, that's called a fanatism. No, that's not what's really uh, it should be. Uh, it's about respecting her and listening. Mm-hmm. You know, when a man does not listen, you know, not paying attention, or uh, you have a romantic man, men know how to listen. Always wonder to know what, how is your life, how is your day, what you're thinking, what is in your mind right now. You care. You show it every day. Oh, so one of some of the top tips I'm hearing then. So if people want some applicable tips to apply now. One you just said is curiosity, constantly getting curious about your partner, even if you know them like the back of your hand. Another one is yeah. be a good listener. If you're not, start start learning how to listen better. There's lots of courses and things on how to do that. It's very important. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the key of communication is listening and taking a moment. Don't be defensive. Pay attention when when someone is crying or telling you, uh, here I'm hurting, but take a pause in a moment, listen. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have this thing I do when people are, sorry, it's, it's kind of funny, I think it ties in. When people, even when friends sometimes, um, if they're uh, kind of talking at me for a long time, I'm like, whoa, 80-20. So we should be listening 80% of the time and talking... 20%. And so yeah. I'll say it, but it's a gentle way to kind of remind them like, hey, 80-20, because uh, <laughs> I, I uh, have some things I want to say. This is a conversation. Unless you just want a monologue, I'll just sit here. But of course, like, exactly. that's, or that time too. yourself. Time yourself. Give me five minutes. I give you five minutes. Well, many women I met here who are just confused or because he desired me that, you know, desire, desire is no proof of love. Talking stick. Because men love sex anyway. Mm-hmm. Hand the talking stick back and forth. You have the talking stick now. Well, and then also notice when you have the talking stick, like I just interrupted you. See, I'm a bad listener. Uh, <laughs> because also notice when someone else is talking, how much you want to jump in and, and your mind distracts and doesn't listen to them and create stories about yourself. These are all skills, though. We're not trained in that. At least I could speak for American culture. I've had to learn so much about 
and I'm still learning how to not interrupt April and be a better listener. Um, but also about all these things about how to be curious about my partner, how to ask them questions about themselves. And, um, and even when it comes to love languages, because the other key pieces I want to highlight about what you shared is romance doesn't have to be a huge one-time big gesture. In fact, it shouldn't no. be. It's actually the little things that you do forever. And it's constantly working to maintain this. And yeah, there's the little pieces that that I'll I'll actually matter. I don't know where I was going with this actually. So I'm gonna leave it at that with my summaries. But do you have any other little tips that you wanted to add that are that people should incorporate now? Incorporate it about, for example, let's talk sexuality, sex. Big topic. Well, a man have to learn. I know that women are mysterious. A woman, you know, we can never. Women, you guys cannot expect us to know your body. I know your body first. And then you need to guide me. You need to teach me how you need to be touched, what's the best part to touch you. For men, we are blind. We like blind people driving a car sometimes. And it requires some effort. You have to make an effort to want to know. Once you want to know, but to know, you need to ask a question. If you don't ask a question, you think that, okay, you go there and bam, 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 it's over. She's happy. I'm happy. No, the resentment is there. She's not happy, actually. Many women I interview here say they come short, but they cannot speak up because if you speak up, you're calling me a bad lover because everybody got a big head. They think they're great. <laughs> you know, Guy, we talk a lot on this show about how people aren't psychic in relationships, right? And yeah. that, and so this speaks to that. And also, it's incredible over the years when I, I talk a lot about sex, obviously, but yeah. even off, off the podcast, and I'll talk to some friends that I've known for ages, and they don't masturbate, and they're not having... Uh, sex that is uh, bringing them orgasm with their partners. And yeah. I'm like, well, are you knowing what turns you on? And they're like, I don't know. I, I mean, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. It is about learning your own body, whether you're a penis owner, a vulva owner, and being able to talk about what you like. And you don't have to do it while you're in the act of uh, sexual experience. You can do it before. Yeah. Be like, hey, I really want uh, a lot of warm up on my pussy tonight. I really want yeah. some oral and then some nipple play, or I, I really want to explore with you and I'll give you some taps if I like something, if you don't feel comfortable exactly. speaking. So yeah. I think there's different yeah. ways to engage and remembering, and we talk about so much, Amy and I, that people are not psychic. So self-exploration and, um, it's now right. We're recording this in masturbation May. So whether or not it's May, June, July, or August, masturbate with her hand, with toys, figure, figure exactly. your body out. If you, if you don't. Yeah. Sex education in America is porn. I mean, basically thinking that the banging is what makes you a great lover. That's not true. So where do the French learn it? Is it from their parents or is it from what? television or is it from like generational? That's Generational sex education is reality. Sex education is taught. Sex is not taboo in France. Like uh, I, wrote, I wrote, wrote this book, I Love Like a French, where people who say, oh, your daughter are going to read it. Well, of course, they're going to read. But that's how I'm passing my knowledge about sexuality. And it's never taboo in the radio, in the TV, uh, Everybody talk about with uh, no discomfort. This is why we all have jobs. Thanks, porn. And then, <laughs> and even aside from porn, also religion, like you said, Puritanism, and all, a lot of things have been around for hundreds of years that go beyond the when porn came yeah. out in the you know 60s and 70s, uh, and porn continues to reinforce yeah. these beliefs. Yeah. So many good things come out of French people and culture, like French kissing. 
I mean, I don't know if you all invented that, but maybe the cave people did, but that was a good one. And what else? Oh, latitude and longitude. You know, the center of the earth is Paris. So FYI, that's right. Because Napoleon said that is true. So I believe him. Yes. Yes. So, really. And so then different. this book also came out of uh, an amazing French human, which is Yugi Blaise. And I'm yeah. excited to read this because I want a more in-depth perspective about culturally why, why I just want to take a look into the history of the French and why they are such amazing lovers. And so please, for the folks listening out there, whether they're American or Canadian or wherever they're from, because there might be some French listeners, uh, how can they buy your book and and where can they buy it and how can they find you or work with you? Okay, so uh, the books are on Amazon, uh, Love Like the French and uh, Barnum Noble. And I also have a website called thefrenchperspective.com. Um, that's all open there to Love Like the French. And uh, the previous book is called uh, Vive la Différence, uh, a Frenchman perspective on American woman. So those are books that are, uh, Oh, Guy, thank you so much for sharing some of your wisdom. I actually, I think this is helpful, no matter if you're in uh, a partnership or you're single or exploring romance is so important. Even in, it even comes up in just being more in tune with even some friends, not being romantic, but just living in that love space and doing more exactly. to show people your appreciation and affection for them. So thank you for it's reminding me. It is so important. Yeah. And I will, I'm going to send Amy a big heart XO emoji kiss face um, via phone and in person uh, at some point soon. But thank you. And uh, viva la France. And to any of you out there, if you're into (laughs) menage a trois with your right hand, left hand, and a glass of wine, I recommend checking out marginswine.com. Actually, when you buy three or more bottles and you use the code shamelesssex10, you get 10% off. If you buy six or more bottles, you get 15% 15% off with the code Shameless Sex. 15. Learn why Amy and I have been huge fans. We just got our newest shipment, and there's some left, y'all. And there's some varietals in there that are unique and beautiful, and I actually haven't even heard of. Amy and I were like, whoa, we, we drank some the other day together, and it was lovely. So, merci beaucoup, Margins Wine, and to Guy Blaise. Merci. And merci we'll see you soon. Uh, thank you for having me, uh, Amy and uh, April. It's a great it- honor. It was such a pleasure, and we will see you next Tuesday, y'all. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.